Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangu Monken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. We are going to have an exciting and rewarding show today. And I want to encourage you to invite other people to join us. I would like to get your feedback and know what you think. We're going to be answering a very basic question today. And uh, that question is, has everything to do with Christmas? Merry Christmas to you who are watching. Merry Christmas to you who are live. Merry Christmas to you who are going to join us later on. I had a conversation with uh, my six-year-old son the other day. Uh, we're talking about Santa. And I told him there isn't anything like Santa. Santa doesn't exist. Yes, some of you are saying I already ruined Christmas for the child. And, and that is why I want to ask you today, what does Christmas mean to you? What does Christmas mean to you? When you think about Christmas, you think about Santa, the man in the red hat and the white beard. I tried to be Santa today, but I couldn't. I don't have a white beard. Maybe next year I'll try. My white beard got uh, missing in, uh, in the North Pole or something. So what is Christmas? What is Christmas? Is Christmas about gifts? I got one here, came in the mail. What is Christmas? When you think about Christmas to you, when we were kids, Christmas was that time of the year when our parents bought us new shoes and new clothes. It was that day of the year that we ate the most amount of meat, ate the most amount of rice, and drank the most amount of soda. We were excited when a whole bottle of soda pop was given to us. We looked forward to the festivities. We looked forward to the eating and the dancing. We looked forward to the food and the new clothes and everything. But as I grew older, I started pondering more on what does Christmas actually mean? What's the meaning of this season? What's the meaning of all the festivities? I would like to know what your own meaning of Christmas is. If you can share that with us in the comments below, I will strongly appreciate that. I did not plan to shoot this video. However, I was reading my Bible the other day and I came across a verse 
in the Acts of the Apostles that caught my attention. And I decided to share what I learned from that verse with us today as that pertains to Christmas. What is Christmas? And while we are getting to it, I want you to remember this. Jesus Christ is no longer a helpless baby lying in a manger. Jesus is no longer a baby lying in the manger. He was born, but he did not remain a baby. Jesus grew up, was wrongfully convicted, crucified. He died. He was buried. But after three days, he rose. Jesus is no longer in the tomb. And today, I want to, as we are thinking about the true meaning of Christmas, or what Christmas actually means, to see beyond the baby in the manger, to see beyond the convicted Jesus on the cross, to see beyond the dead Jesus in the tomb, and focus on the Jesus who is resurrected, who is the Alpha and the Omega, who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Jesus who is seated at the right hand of God the Father right now as we speak. That is who we should be beholding, not the baby in the manger. Some people don't celebrate Christmas. But we should not get stuck with baby Jesus. We should seek and pursue King Jesus. And I'm going to be making a point for that. Paul had been wrongfully accused arrested and taken before King Agrippa and he was trying to defend himself and this is what Paul said about Jesus but God has helped me to this very day so I stand here and testify to small and great alike I'm reading from Acts chapter 26 I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets the prophets and Moses said would happen that the Messiah would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead will bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. The Messiah will suffer, will die, but he will rise from the dead and he we bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. Christmas is not just about Santa. Christmas is about what the prophets and Moses foretold that the Messiah will be born. The Messiah will suffer 
the Messiah will die. The Messiah will then rise up from the dead and bring light. Christmas is about the light that Jesus has brought into the world. If you are walking in darkness, great light has come. If you are walking in darkness, the light of God is in the world. And it's time for you to walk in the light. That is the great news of Christmas. Now you may be thinking, how does this connect? I want you to go back a little bit and think about what it took for us to have Christmas. Yesterday I said, Mary was not planning to have a baby. Mary was not desiring to have a baby. Then God shows up and told Mary, you are going to be with child. She was a virgin, not yet married. The last thing in her mind was having a baby without being married. A lot of babies, more than 61 million in the US have been killed because some of the parents say, we didn't plan for it, we're not expecting it, we don't want it, so the baby has to die. And as we celebrate Christmas, let's think about those babies. Think about how our Savior was born under circumstances that were not ideal. But today I'm focusing on what does Christmas mean to you? What does Christmas mean to you? This is what Jesus himself said concerning the circumstances of his mission. When Jesus started his ministry, we are told this, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue and as was his custom, he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is reading. Written, I'm reading from Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 20. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. When the birth of Jesus was announced, 
by the angels to the shepherds. This is what was foretold about Christ. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you great news that will cause great joy for all the people. Great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and laying in a manger. Today a Savior has been born. Today a Savior has been born. We must go past baby Jesus in the manger and look at Savior Jesus. We must go past the helpless baby in the manger and see the mighty Jesus, who is the Savior. And Jesus himself confirmed this when he started his ministry. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Are you poor? Good news has come. He has helped me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and recovery of sight. It doesn't matter whatever prison you are in, whatever prison you are in, Jesus can set you free. You can find your freedom in Christ. Rejoice in this season in knowing that Christmas goes beyond gifts, it goes beyond Santa, goes beyond eating goes beyond parting. It is about the Savior who is here to set us free. It is about the light of God, which is here for you to start walking in light and not be stumbling in darkness. If you are wondering who Jesus is, where he is, and what he's doing, I want you to listen to this. As it is recorded in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, verse 5 to 11, it says, In relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. We are not talking about the resurrected Christ. We are talking about the Jesus who suffered, died, and rose after three days. Who, being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant, human likeness, came, was born, because he is our savior. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Yes, even death on the cross, because death on the cross was a death for criminals. It was a shameful death. Now, when Jesus was born, he did not remain a baby in the manger. He grew up, he died on the cross, and he resurrected because he humbled himself, took on the form of human. 
Now look at what God has done to Christ because he humbled himself, died, and resurrected. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus is above every other name. Jesus is no longer a baby. He is not in the manger. He's been exalted. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus has been highly exalted. His name is above every name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. That is why during this season, we must go past the baby in the manger. It's about the exalted Christ. Now, Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. While he was on earth, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. None comes to the Father except through me. In other words, the Father of Jesus, the God that Jesus was referring to, you can't go to him without going through Jesus. He made that crystal clear. Some people don't like to hear this, but it is a marketplace of gods. Nobody said all the gods were the same. Jesus said, if you want to come to my father, if you want to go to the father of Jesus, you must go through Jesus. Every road does not lead to Rome. When it comes to going to the father of Jesus Christ, it's left to you. Choose whatever God you want. Fine. But if I were you, I will investigate. Just as I put in time, energy, and effort to investigate before I buy a car, before I buy a TV, before I buy whatever. I put time, I make inquiries, I do some research and all that. I will also put time and energy and effort to investigate all the different gods that are out there and make sure I am making the right choice. Because some people say, oh, there is only one God and every road leads to that God. No. There are many gods and different roads leads to those different gods. And amongst all those gods, if you're interested in the God that Jesus is connected to, you need to go through Jesus. And remember, there is no other person recorded 
that died and rose and is living forever. Lazarus died, was resurrected, but he died again. Jesus died, was resurrected, and was exalted above any other name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. He is alive today. Jesus is alive. He is no longer a baby. He is no longer in the tomb. He is no longer on the cross. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And the greatest news is that you can know him. You can have a personal relationship with him. Jesus wants to walk with you. Jesus wants you to walk in life. Jesus wants you to have a relationship with him. When I was 12, I surrendered my life to Christ. It's changed me, taking me to places. That relationship means everything to me. And that is why I want you to understand that Christmas is more than gifts. Christmas is more than eating and drinking. Christmas is more than Father Christmas or Santa. Rudolph on the red, 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 red uh, nose. Uh, Rudolph and the rudeness, red, 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 red nose reindeer or something. Uh, uh, yeah, when I was, uh, you, you can tell that I wasn't raised in this part of the world. However, you miss the big picture. When all you think about Christmas is eating and drinking, do you know the Savior? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? After Jesus died, resurrected, went to heaven, Peter and the other apostles carried on the message. They were arrested, taken in front of the Sanhedrin. They were beaten up and instructed not to speak in the name of Christ again. I want you to listen to what Peter said. They are not my words. They are very serious words. Then Peter, I'm reading from Acts chapter 4, verse 8 and 13. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and was being asked how he was healed, then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the corner stone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must 
be safe. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that this man had been with Jesus. Yes, this man had been with Jesus. Peter, John, James, and the other apostles had been with Jesus. And Peter spelled it very clearly. If you don't know the story, there was a man seated by the gate, beautiful, begging for arms. He was crippled. And one day during the hour of prayer, Peter and John were going into the temple to pray, and this man reached out to them and pleaded, please, for some arms, give me some handouts, give me some, some money. Peter looked at him intently and said, silver and gold, we have not, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. The man immediately rose up and started jumping around and shouting, yeah, glory be to God, thanks be to God. I have been set free, I have been healed. This man was taken in front of the scribes and the Pharisees and the elders, and they started interrogating him to know why. He was jumping around and saying, I've been healed. And that is when Peter and the others were caught and brought in front of the Sanhedrin. And Peter was telling them, look, you know how this man got healed? The same Jesus you guys caught and crucified, he resurrected. And in his name, this man has been healed. And he's made this statement, which I am going to repeat again. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Salvation is found in no other name. If you want salvation, if you want to be saved, if you want to spend eternity in the presence of God, Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. Some people don't like to hear this, but let me state it again. There are many gods. There are many gods. And each god has its path. I am not here to poo-poo any God, to put any other God down. I'm talking about the God of the Bible that is connected to Jesus, who we are celebrating during this season. He said, if you want to come to my Father, if you want to come to me, I am the way, the truth, and The life. If you want Christ, if you want to spend eternity with him, it's important you go to God through Christ because he died, he rose, and he is alive today. And as I said, you got a choice. Shop for your God diligently. Shop for your God carefully. Shop for your God intelligently. Among all the gods, none ever died and resurrected. 
Amongst all the prophets, none ever died and resurrected. Jesus is alive today. He changed my life. He can change yours. Jesus is the reason for Christmas. He is not just an addition. No, he is it. And if you don't have Christ in your life, now is the time to reach out to him. And now you may be wondering, what am I talking about? Remember, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All includes me and you, all of us. None of us is good enough. Sin simply means that we've missed the mark. We are not good in ourselves. Our good works are like filthy rags before God. Most of us like to pride ourselves in that, no, we, you know, we are good people, we do this, we do that. No, God's standards are beyond human ability to fulfill. And that is why Jesus came and died so that he can clothe us with his righteousness. This is the greatest news ever, that the penalty of our sin, the penalty of our sinfulness, Christ has paid for it 100%. It's the greatest news ever, that we can come in front of the presence of God, clothed in Christ's righteousness. When God sees us, he sees Christ's finished work on the cross for us. Well, we should rejoice because it is no longer what we do. It is what God has done for us. Do you know the difference between Christianity and all other religions? In Christianity, God is taking the first step. He is the one seeking us out for it is written for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, God took the first step. He sent Jesus to die. That is why we are having this season. Jesus did not remain a baby in the manger. He, he, he grew up, went on the cross, suffered and died because of our sinfulness, because we cannot help ourselves, because we need God's righteousness. And thanks be to God that although the wages of sin is death, the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Yes, all have sinned. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Now is the time to receive that gift. For we are told that salvation is a gift from God. It is not of works. Let any man boast. If you were to stand before God's heaven today and the door is knocked and you're knocking the door to enter and God asks you, why should I let you into heaven? What will you tell God? Will you tell him, look, oh, let me into heaven because I give to the poor, I pay my tithe, I do this, I do that. 
No, none of that is going to save you. Only the blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus can cleanse you from sin. Only the blood of Jesus can give you the permission to enter into God's kingdom. You remember the Passover in Egypt? When every firstborn male in Egypt, every firstborn child in Egypt, was about to be killed. And God gave some specific instructions to the children of Israel. Kill a lamb. Kill a lamb. Take the blood. Apply it to every dog. That is all they just have to do. Apply the blood. Stay indoors. And when the angel of death is passing over, when the angel of death is passing over, you and your families will be saved. And those who obeyed, and applied the blood. They didn't do anything to protect themselves apart from just applying the blood. Lo and behold, that night, the angel of death flew over Egypt and all the firstborns in Egypt, right up to the son of Pharaoh, who was supposed to take over, died. And all the firstborns in Israel were protected. God's past over lamb was born in this season. I mean, some people doubt if it was born in December. I don't really care. The fact is that Jesus was born. The fact is that he grew up. The fact is that he died on the cross. And now his blood, the blood of Jesus, is that Passover blood. When you apply the blood, when you apply the blood on you, your sins will not only be forgiven, you will have God's righteousness. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a free gift. And the Bible is very clear. If it was by works, it's no longer a gift. This is a gift. Came in the mail. Today, I'm giving you a gift. The gift of the Savior. Not just the baby in the manger. I'm giving you the gift of the Savior. You can receive that gift. You can receive that gift. Acknowledge that you are helpless, that you can, that you're that, that you not good enough. You understand the guilt in your heart. There is a void in, in all our hearts that only God can fill. And I'm bringing it to you this season. It's time for you to ask Jesus to become your Lord and Savior. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And remember this, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, we are going to stand before God, and God is going to judge us. You don't need to be scared, because when Jesus comes into your life, he becomes your life. He becomes your righteousness. You don't need to be afraid to stand before God if you die now. And remember this, it's an appointment. All of us are going to die soon now or later. Now is the acceptable time for salvation. Today is the day. If you hear God's word, don't harden your heart. If you know right now that if you die, you are not sure to go to heaven. You are not sure to get into God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is here now. You can go in. And the only way to do that is through Christ. It's Christmas season. We're having parties left and right. 
What about Christ? What about Jesus? The whole, the, 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 the meaning, the purpose of Christmas. What have you done with him? What have you done with him? He is alive. He is still changing lives. He's interested in changing your life. He's interested in working with you. He's interested in making a difference in your life. Remember, he is the light of the world. If you're walking in darkness, now is the time to walk in light by surrendering your life to Christ. This Christmas 2021 should be a Christmas with a difference. If you haven't given your life to Christ yet, this is the time for you to do that. There is an email on the screen. If you need to know more, send us an email. You can call as well. I don't want you to miss the big picture of what Christmas is all about. It's about Christ being born, being crucified for you, and being resurrected. It's more than gifts and partying. Don't forget to share this content. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more updates. You remember us? Merry Christmas.